The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi guys, it's Christopher Lewis and welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between. And always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. So if you're looking for real, honest information to help you navigate your relationships, we've got you covered. Got you covered. Hey, Jamie, what's going on? I feel like you're going to have a little nip slip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my shirt's really open. He's I'm showing a little skin like today. Yeah, my, my chest that's bulging out of this thing, if I can get one. <laughs> All right, guys, we're at Sticky Paw Studios for another episode. We got Travis Arpatis in the background, whom we love so much. Hello, mm-hmm. Travis. Hi, everyone. What's going <laughs> on? Travis. Let me see your shirt. What's on there? It's avocados. Avocados. Yes. I want to eat you. Avocado. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, Jamie, what have you been up to? Oh, man, not much. Um, excited for summer. Mm-hmm. Um, Key West coming up in a couple of weeks. So I'm That'll super so excited to go um, lobstering with the Rakazas. Shout out to Jamie. I can't Rikaza. believe it's already that time of year. I kept, I'm just, you told me this earlier and I still can't believe it. I felt like it was only like five or six months ago, but it's a full year. It's in a full year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's the same time every okay. year, Chris. I, I'm just, I just come here too much now. I think that's why I'm like, have I been here over a year? It's almost a year. Yeah. Actually, we're coming up on a year. What about you? Um, I, you have well, your retreat coming up? Yes, it's summertime. I'm doing a retreat that I put together off of this uh, podcast podcast convention and met some really great mm-hmm. people. And one of those people are actually here today that we're going to introduce her in a minute, but she will not be coming to the first one because I'd, I'll ask her for the next one, but I want her to come to our next one. So, but I'm doing this workshop and just getting a bunch of great people together who know their shit and we're all going to help each other to grow our own crap out of the water. And network. So, yep. That's amazing. Yeah. The one thing that I told them at the end of the conversation, I think on our last Zoom call was like, look, I go, my only reason why I'm doing this is because I want to make sure that our podcast is the number one dating podcast. In, in in the U.S. and then we'll conquer the world after that. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I think we're like well on our way. So I we just so had um, L.A. Times reach out to us, so they're they're gonna do um, a little article on us. So I'm really excited about I that. I like that, and I also checked that we were actually in the top. Uh, we we're in the top eight percent of all. Um, relationship podcast right Ooh. now so i got to kick about that eight percent out in front of us now i love it we'll seek them out <laughs> destroy them one at a time <laughs> destroy them one at a time. all right guys so we have an amazing guest today sitting over here looking cute as hell uh today's guest is someone who really pushes the boundaries and challenges herself to be the best authentic self she's a celebrity psychic entertainer public speaker and author of eight books the most recent is archangels and ascended masters and when she's not jet setting off to see clients or is on the red carpet at the Cannes Film Festival, this gorgeous blonde takes time out of her busy schedule to work on her own podcast, Healing Power.
Powers podcast, which tops inside the top 100 on Apple Podcasts. Please welcome Laura Powers to the show. Woo! Hi, Laura. Thank you what? so much. My pleasure to be here. Good. Did I do my job on your intro? Was yeah, okay? you did great. Uh, I perfect. didn't know that you're a celebrity psychic. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's actually, I mean, I do a lot of things, um, you know, like a lot of creative people, but that's how I'm most known. Like I work with celebrities. I've been on television quite a bit. I was on Will Ferrell's podcast as a guest. Uh, so yeah, it's one of the things I love to do. And, you know, as I started working as a psychic, I pretty quickly got known and started to get media coverage. And yeah, I'm very grateful for that. It's, it's like my day job, even though I love it. Mm -hmm. um, it also affords me the flexibility to work on my other creative projects like writing and singing and, you know, modeling the other things that I do. And this is why I love the fact that I said your authentic self, because you're, you go after everything that you want to do. And I appreciate that a lot. I oh, love someone thanks. who's ambitious, but also <laughs> is not afraid to go trying something different. So I appreciate that. Have you ever worked a nine to five? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, I grew up like most people just, you know, working. I, I was actually pretty poor when we grew up. My mom left my father and, you know, she's a single mom with a couple of kids. And so I started working like babysitting when I was 12 and I got my first job when I was 14. And then I was always working, working, yeah. working. And as I stepped into my psychic ability, I realized you know, we're not here to work all the time. And, you know, it's this programming of that's how mm -hmm. you're kind of supposed to live your life. And I was doing a channeling one time for a client and, and the message came forward, like, you guys have it all wrong. You should work like two days a week and have five days a week for yourself. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that I love sounds that. great. Yeah. But I worked the regular jobs. And then uh, during the recession, I was married and um, I had a contract position that ended in higher education. And then I just couldn't find a job. And it kind of started this whole shift and journey for me, started to get psychic training and did continue to consult and do some other work in more traditional work areas. But I just basically started that shift to having my own business and doing more intuitive and creative work as a whole. How do you get um, psychic training? There's many teachers. I teach psychic development right now. Um, I mean, another great way, there's so many YouTube videos and books you can read. Like when I was first getting into this area, I was literally reading a book every, you know, day or two. Mm -hmm. Like I was just absorbing so much information about this. new Because we don't learn that stuff when we're young in school or from our family, most people. Um, but there now, especially with the internet, there's so many teachers out there. And honestly, podcasts are a great way to learn. You okay. know, you just you just get these ideas and learn from experts so easily now compared to how it used to be. Have you ever got with someone and you're like, oh, I cannot like pick up on their energy? Like, um, so there's an element of how open and closed people are with their energy. A lot of people have no awareness of their energy, but yeah, if someone is very kind of closed, mm -hmm. it can be harder. Um, but usually you can get something even if it's from the angels telling okay. me about the person. <laughs> and now with the training that you had, this is picking up of like your intuition. You've had this for a long, you know, it's something that you knew that you had for a while. Right. And basically just kind of harnessed your, by going to see, like seek it out the instruction now for it. Right. Yeah. Although I think it's such a different time now, if you're growing up now with gifts than when I was little. So I was like the kid in the sixth sense. I literally saw ghosts and spirits that in what? a lot of cases looked like solid people to me. Like I would think, oh, there's a person. And then they'd like walk through a door or do something wow. that obviously a life person is not able to do. And so I, it was clear to me by observing other people that they couldn't see what I did. And so I just thought I'm crazy. Like I'm insane. You How know? old were you? <laughs> um, this started when I was very young. And then it was actually when I was in college. <clears throat> I didn't talk about it because I didn't want people to think I was crazy. Right. And so it wasn't until I was in college that a family friend described a ghost I'd seen but never told anyone about. And that's when I was like, oh. 
I guess I'm not crazy because he, <laughs> he can't see my hallucination, you know, it must be not a hallucination. Um, but yeah, it was really confusing. I would do things like call the cops on a ghost and just, you know, so when I learned that it was all, you know, was real, um, I was both comforted and also scared because I didn't really know what to do with it at the time. It was such a different time with the internet and, you know, just availability of information on this kind of stuff. Now there's, you know, psychics on TV and like, it's just a very common, mm -hmm. a lot more common thing. And there's a lot more teachers that are out there. Uh, so yeah, it was definitely a journey for me, but as I stepped into it and learned how to access it, you know, in a boundaried way, um, it really opened up the magic for me. So I navigate now very intuitively and I, I have a very magical life. Like I just, you know, will often just kind of manifest and intuit these things. Um, but part of that is be that's the positive side of my psychic right. abilities. Mm. Like so that. there's not very many things in this life that scare me. Ghosts scare the shit out of me. Really? They do? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's like, I'm so afraid of them that I have to tell myself that I don't believe in them. Because I'm, I'm afraid. I totally understand. And I don't want shit moving. I, I get that. I don't, like, mm -hmm. I, I feel things. So I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm getting out of here. Like, that doesn't feel right. Right. What I would say to that is just know that you with a body are so much more powerful than a spirit without a body. Okay. Right? How? That's true. Well, but I can't see. Because so you see these videos think, where they throw people around and shit comes flying off the shelf. Sure. Uh, so in the spiritual realm, it's the same as the physical realm. It's all about your boundaries and what you allow and accept. Oh. You have to just own your authority in a space and just know like, okay, so they have a spirit, but you have a spirit and you have a body. So how much stronger are you than they, right? Mm -hmm. They're missing half of that right. equation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other piece is just following your intuition. And, you know, certainly where a place where there's a lot of haunting activity, if, if you don't like that energy, don't go into that space. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you can totally claim your own space. Uh, you know, if you say you have a spirit, that's one of the things I do is help clear spaces <clears throat> as a, as a sort of ghost whisperer. But it's, it's just like boundary wise. It's like you're dealing with a person you have, you know, if someone's in your house and you don't want them to be like, Hey, get out. And then working with divine, you know, helpers like angels, they can act like your bouncer. So let's say you'd call the police in real life. You'd be like, hey, Archangel Michael, <laughs> you help me with this spirit that's bugging me. And, you know, do you I, believe in God? Absolutely. I, um, I, I don't believe in the Judeo sort of Christian mm -hmm. God. I was raised Catholic, so I was definitely raised with that belief system. Um, I believe that a, a lot of the world's religions, there's there's parts of it that really resonate for me, but I feel as a psychic that what I've gotten is a, a much more expansive picture than even just humanity. You know, so many of these religions are really based around humans and, you know, I have experienced extraterrestrials. I've like, you know, <laughs> have a much more right. uh, broad perspective of the whole system. I find it all very fascinating. I'm Catholic as well, but I'm with you on that. I've only taken out so much of it, which I find yeah. fascinating. But the rest of it's just like it's just not what I want. So you like especially you take a lot of the like and guilt of and sin part. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't I'm not a fan. Yeah. yeah, no, right. I'm gonna say no on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But most of it, yes, I, I love all that. Um, I, I love, I love, I love all this, by the way. And so, my one of my questions I've had just listening to you is the fact that you were saying when you were little, um, I, you know, they always say that kids because they're more pure, mm -hmm. um, and they and like so. For instance, like let's say someone has a um, like well, like for us, like my daughter has ghosty. 
That's her, yeah. that's her, her, um, what do you call it? Um, you know, the little ghosty friend or whatever it is. What do they call those? Um, the, uh, imaginary friend. Thank, thank you. I can't even think of imaginary. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. An imaginary friend. So she's had an imaginary friend for a long time and now she's eight now and she doesn't talk about him anymore or like that. But the other day she goes, yeah, you know, ghosty was with me. And so you, it makes you wonder and go, which I never discourage that. Cause I want them to be able to have that pure and that whole process of creativity and everything as yeah. well. But I always wonder if that's something that it's because of their peer and their so when it's in the creative brain and they're just, you know, they're not t like tainted yet with the world. Yeah, I think there's so much programming we get about yeah. how the world is and how we should see things. And also just literally the closer we are to the other side, mm -hmm. the more open that channel is. So, you know, as a child, you literally were not over there not that long ago. True. And it, you'll see this often with people at end of life or towards end of life where they start to, you know, have visions and, and see things that most people can't see. And then the same thing happens, you know, with people who have near death experiences mm -hmm. or trauma where it's just it like reestablishes that connection in a way. Right. And so much of, of our perception of the world, I think, is based on what we're taught. Like there's these stories of, you know, the explorers coming from Europe and coming to places where they had never been and the natives like literally didn't even see the ships or like they couldn't even because it wasn't in their frame of reference yeah, or worldly right. it's like they just didn't even see certain things it's like really fascinating how much our programming impacts literally our perception of what's happening right so the awareness that we were talking about i always feel like you know when you're aware of something it's that's when you're most open to something you know and that's yes. how i feel like like you said the world has programmed us to a point where most of the time we're not aware of things around us that's as simple as just like you said like a ship or something around mm. us because we're so focused on our own shit all the time so i know i can be a victim of that for sure so what about you do you feel like you have some intuition or anything of that nature that you kind of have to listen to sometimes um definitely intuitive mm -hmm. um but my mom like growing up my mom was like next level so my mom um she saw things like we had um like a, a ghost which all my friends thought we were crazy but he would like move things or things would disappear or we find it in the oven yeah. um but sometimes i wonder if my mom like created that like the older i got but i don't know if he was really you're smiling I, i'm like no i don't think so i'm being shown psychically that it, there was definitely a spirit moving stuff around and they can they they at least some of them can. It's something that yeah. not all of them know how to nice. do. But he was nice. Yeah, like that's we, good. we named that's him. Good. We named him George. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he was like always present. But when we moved, he didn't follow us. Yeah. He stayed in in that um, yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting with with the spirits because sometimes it's like the space that's haunted, and you know they decide to be there, or maybe they feel stuck there, depending on the circumstance or situation. Oh, mm -hmm. And then sometimes it's like the person, because in my case, I literally would bring them with me, like they'd come home on the plane with me until, you know, until I learned how to have those boundaries and, right. and say, you know, when I wanted a spirit in there or not. Mm -hmm. And then my dad's um, Native American, so we were all, um, so he didn't believe in like medications. We did... Um, like all natural herbal things. Mm -hmm. If we had an ear infection, we did like the onion to the ear. He believed in like saging. Um, Absolutely, it's very like powerful. Like our, our energy. Like if I worked a, a show or a convention, my dad would come home and, and want to like clear the space. And um, so I was kind of raised in that, yeah. which I, I love because it, it opened my eyes and, and mind up to being open. Um, 
So yeah. And then I think I I swear my daughter is very like intuitive. Like she just knows things and I'm like, how do you know that? Or sometimes I'll ask her, I'm like, hey, what do you think about X, Y, and Z? And she, she, she just knows. Okay. So I think yeah. she definitely mm-hmm. has a gift. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely runs in families. And mm-hmm. I've noticed, especially the matrilineal line, but I think it definitely can come from both sides. So, you know, when you have it in your family, it's very common. And I do feel that we're in a more kind of spiritual psychic time than we used to like the energies are opening up Mm -hmm. and so i feel like a lot of the children that are coming through right now are just automatically very psychic and the energy is more psychic so interestingly during covid is when i started to really teach a lot of psychic training like i was already doing it you know classes kind of one-off classes here and there and private coaching with it but um, during COVID is when it was like, I need to teach big classes okay. because suddenly there was this, a lot of desire for people to really tap in. Yeah. And you just went for it and started doing it then at that point, right? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's the thing. I don't think you need to want to be a psychic to get this training. Like this is literally for yourself. In mm-hmm. fact, one of the main reasons, I, I don't think you and I talked about this. Um, one of the main reasons that I started um, my psychic training was because my marriage ending and like the, the, that whole relationship was so intense that I was like, I don't want to ever go through that again. I want to psychically and intuitively see a person better. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you know, using it for yourself to like navigate, get a sense of people, make better decisions. You know, this is, it's your inner compass. Um, and a lot of people have their psychic abilities, but they don't know what they are. They don't know how to use them. They don't know certain tools and tips. So it's really about just living a a more intuitive and better life. Right. See that I agree with. And that's why this is why the show exists in theory, because it's like, I feel like I read people very well. That's one of the things I pride myself on is when I have an intuition of, and I've always known this since I was a little kid of um, talking to someone. And after five minutes, I know I can, I can sense everything about the person and who they are, what they do and what they're, what, who they, if they're hiding something or whatever it is, I, I love figuring that out. And I, and I, I, you know, I pride myself on that as well. Do you ever feel like you're wrong though? You're like, um, Ooh, I read that wrong. No, like I feel like sometimes when some of my favorite is when somebody goes, well, that person's not who they say. Then I go, no, but there's an underlying tone that sometimes people put on a show or a, or a, sure. or, or a face or, or whatever they're doing. But underneath it all, you see the good in this person. You see this side of a person. I can tell when a person's like really underneath the board they're kind of evil underneath it all as well. Evil. Yeah, and, well, not evil. Yes, evil, right? You know, and things like that. So Not, not nice intentions. Thank you very much. <laughs> not nice, not evil like that. Oh, yeah, but not nice intentions. Thank you, Laura. So I picked that up on people as well. And I and I usually can tell right away. And I use those people I just walk away from half the time. What was your first in, intention or like intuition of me? Um, great girl. Always knew that from day one, though, when I met you. Because like, even though it like, so Jamie, when I first met her, by the way, <laughs> she's a little, not to say that you're a little standoffish, but you know, you're just in your own zone, which, you know, like that's that introverted side of us that we have sometimes yeah. but underneath it all when um you know we wouldn't be sitting here today let's just put it that way honestly because it was you know? so long ago yeah and just meeting her i was like oh she's beautiful she's a snap but i i don't when i look at women especially yes I, I appreciate beauty i appreciate a lot of things but what i most appreciate is what's inside of the person and that's when i look at you or look at you i look inside you first i'll look at physical or whatever but then i go what's inside this person that's most important 
you know, mm. because all this can go away at some time, but what's inside of you is the one that stays. But how do you know that off just meeting someone? Just, I just, is it it's, a feeling, it's an energy, energy? It's an energy, right? And also off the energy, Laura, what I do, and tell me if this is kind of, I don't, I'm not going to say crazy, but just it's fun for me that I always love picking someone in a room who's not talking or is just kind of the loner in the room because I want to figure that person out. And so I will walk over to that person, start a conversation. I've or, seen this. Yeah, and just start, you. right, and just start a conversation and just start, and all of a sudden they open up to this amazing person that I'm like, why is no one talking to this person? Person, the most amazing oh. person in the room, Aww. you know, but it could be their mood of the day or something like that as well. It's just lots of things that we all do like that as well. So, yeah. um, and also the last thing is, is I'm that person where people just come up to me and start telling me the problems all the time. What the hell is that about? You know, so as you're talking immediately, I just get you're an empath. Yeah. Uh, so an empath is someone who feels energy from outside their body and mm -hmm. their body and will, will specifically pick up on other people's energy and emotions. And it is a type of psychic ability from my perspective as a psychic. And in fact, I think it's one of the most powerful abilities. You hear that, Jamie? Because <laughs> yeah, you can't lie with your energy. Like what you're talking about. Someone can have a facade, they can show, they can, you know, visually show whatever, but right. the energy, their emotion, that energy will always be what it is. You can't hide that right um whereas so i'm i'm in a path i appreciate that thank you by yeah the way. you're yeah. welcome i think it's a huge compliment no, it, I'm, it, I'm soaking it all in girl that's yeah. why i can't say it. i was like thank you laura <laughs> it's really powerful so i'm an empath but i'm also a clairvoyant where i see and i pretty quickly realized when i was young that the visual can lie even mm. in the psychic realm okay okay so so how do you figure that out for for the layman out there let's yeah. say you know in your meetings then let's just go off meeting someone by the way how do you how does someone figure that out just like a, a quick not to say that there's a fix-all i'm not asking that but just to get their intuitions really working i think one of the m most important things is to literally pay attention to your body your body is your your first way that you connect with the right. world and most people are just totally shut down with their body like they're just no awareness of what's really going on. They're, we're so trapped in our heads. Right, right. And so pay attention to your breath, pay attention to how you feel around certain people, certain environments. You know, do you feel energized? Do you feel drained afterwards? Um, there's also a book I would recommend for people that want to just tap more into their body. Um, and it's a, it's a fast, from a different perspective, it's called What Everybody is Saying. And it's written by a consultant who works in, with the FBI, law enforcement, oh, wow. okay. and primarily criminal cases that are tough to solve. Okay. And he observes body language and facial expressions and just like what people are saying in, in very specific detail. And even reading that, I was able to get a better sense of what my body's trying to tell me. Like, so for example, uh, if you if you like someone, if you want to connect them, you will you will face them. So I'm trying trying to do this because on camera I need to not fully face you, but like <laughs> as an example, you would fully like your feet, yeah. your whole body, yeah. your head will like face that person. Um, and then when you don't like someone, you will on some level face away. Right. Like maybe yeah. you're mm -hmm. you're facing them to be polite, but your feet are pointed away. And not even you're not even aware of it. Half you're the time, not. Right? Most people. That's so right. I read that book and I started mm -hmm. noticing like my feet. Like where are my feet going? You know. And it's this fascinating. So paying attention to your body, paying attention to your breath, and then um, the health is an important aspect of that. So my podcast is called Healing Powers Podcast. It's a mind, body, spirit podcast. And one of the reasons we talk about health and this sort of psychic woo, all of this stuff, is because they're so connected. So yeah. for example, if you're unhealthy in your gut. Um, that is going to impact your ability to intuit because there's mm. physical mechanisms in there. We're you know, familiar with that expression, gut 
intuition or oh, gut right. feeling. Yep. Mm -hmm. So if you're unhealthy, you'll have a harder time. So really getting healthy, learning to pay attention to the subtle messages that your body is communicating with you is one of the most important things actually to start tuning into your intuition. Very well said. I've noticed that in my um, dating relationships. Like I literally make myself sick. If I'm with someone, um, I'll get sick, but I'm not sick. But I, does that make sense to you? Yeah, depending on, on the energy of the person. And especially as women, we're so programmed to just like. Which is so right. confusing do, do because it's not like they're a bad person. Okay. So, but it's maybe just the energy isn't aligned with you or a lot of people are unconscious of their energy and they're kind of having a taking energy without even being aware of it. They just don't know. Yeah. And so as someone who's sensitive or empathic, you especially have to be cognizant of this. But I would say mm -hmm. anyone should start to really pay attention to the patterns of who they, how they feel around certain people and who they feel good with and who they don't. Um, one thing I noticed, for example, is I'm generally a, a pretty confident person. Like, you know, I just, I just not that intimidated by a lot of things. But if I'm around a man who's lacks self-confidence, I will feel insecure. Interesting. Oh. So you can wow. even you can even take in those kinds of and emotions. And be the, the reverse route. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't you know it doesn't even have to do with physical. Like one this guy that I was seeing and super wealthy, you know, nine cars, three houses. He had a tiger, you know, like <laughs> a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like physical tiger or like a no, tiger like, in his pants. No, <laughs> like a Jamie real Fillimore. tiger. Um, but I would notice that I would feel insecure around him, and it was. And even later, he said to me, you make me nervous, which I was like, wow, there's a guy wow. super successful yeah. and in all of the material ways, you know, has it all handled. Right. And, uh, and this was early on in my business when I wasn't as successful in my business as I was. And I just was a really fascinating realization that even if you're an empath, especially, but even everybody has at least a little bit of this, I think that you will pick up on these kinds of emotions from others. I could see that. It's funny on how when I met her, and I'll, I'll never forget this, we're at the PodFest convention, and literally, like, she's walking down the hall. And I felt like we were the only two in the hall. Like, my eyes locked on her because I just felt like this energy drawing me. I was like, who's this? I mean, you're, you're walking, your energy was exuding all over the place. Right? I mean, you were so statuesque, and she owned it. You know, that power walk where yeah. she's it's confident. You're like, you're in control. And I was like, why am I drawn to this woman over here? And I saw something like, hi, just right in front of me. Like, I don't know how, and my brain was like, I don't even know how I got here. You know, I'm just standing in front of you now. So I got to say something at this moment. I am Christopher. <laughs> you know, what do you do? Da, da, da. And that was it. It was like this, like I was, I think this path that just drew me to you at that point. So, and no one else was in that hallway at that time to me. Except yeah, it was, it was pretty quiet, but I, I think it's an energy thing. And as an mm -hmm. empath, you, you read the energy right. and feel that. And I, you know, try to have good positive no, energy. No, your positive energy was like, I mean, it was very statuesque, very strong, but it was confidence is what it was. Do ever come that. across someone and you're like Ugh. oh and you're like <laughs> absolutely absolutely that and you know i just have learned to pay attention like if i get that message even yeah. if i don't know why it's just like pay attention like and, you know and, and i literally have come across where i'm like that's a serial killer okay mm. like just right. stay away like, yeah. <laughs> right. um people that have no empathy or like there's no emotion again as an empath i can feel that that's like very bad. Okay. Um, generally speaking, those because if you don't feel emotion, you have no problem doing bad things. Which is the most basically part. a How narcissist. How do you? What are like signs of that? 
like that you would pick up on? Well, just as an empath, I literally can feel this coldness. It's like a coldness in okay. there. Like what you're talking about, you felt that, that energy, yeah, that warmth, that part, you know? Mm -hmm. And then when someone, it's just like where there should be this energy and there's like nothing. Like dark. You know, it's, yeah, or very heavy. Okay. So just to pay attention to that. Um, I think one of the biggest things you can pay attention to is how people interact with others. You know, if someone is really mean or rude or callous yeah. to someone else, like that's obviously a red flag. That's like a non-negotiable for me. Yeah, absolutely. Like if, um, especially in a restaurant, like I have no patience for someone that's like oh, dismissive just, yeah. to um, like help. Yeah, or totally. It's such a, a turnoff for me and just a non-negotiable. How Absolutely. do you make, how, okay, and off that note, how do you make someone aware of that to change that though? Like, let's say, you know, it's just, it's sometimes, like we said, we're programmed or, or, or it's coming from somewhere. And that's, and I, and I always want to know where it comes from. And, and, and is it changeable? Gosh, that's a tough one. I mean, I think there's certain, certain things, minor things that are changeable, but generally people are who they are. And one of the mm -hmm. biggest okay. problems actually in, in dating and love is people that find a fixer upper. Oh, right. Yep. <laughs> you know, like let's uh, try to <laughs> transform this person and make them into a right. better version of themselves or whatever. But I think we really have to be careful with that. Uh, first of all, that's really frustrating and it's, it's tough on both sides, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to be on the, uh, the receiving side of that. But I think on a level, there's two things going on. One is this kind of desire to help save or rescue, which if that's your primary like directive in a relationship, that's, probably going to be doomed yeah like and there's a lot of people that mm. do that though, oh you know? it's i'm guilty es of that especially women that i mean yeah. i think we're kind of programmed mm -hmm. to do that and through society as women um and then the other piece is i think that's coming from a bit of a lack perception like oh that's all i have like instead of like wow there there is someone out there that treats people well and i don't have to like make them aware and retrain them or whatever. Right. But but it takes a long time for someone to find, like realize that there's someone out there like that. But a lot of people miss it because once again, they either have um, their template on what they want and on a person. And this is why we always say on here, it's like, look, I go, don't go into like a first date or whatever and always have this criteria of what you're looking for. Just be open and listen, first of all, to the person that's across the, on the other side of you. Because that way you, you're opening yourself up to maybe meeting that nice person, which I'm sure a lot of women, and I'm, for guys as well, you know, there's a lot of people that, that we've missed along the way because we have our blinders on and this is what we're looking for. She's not my type. He's not my type, da, da, da. You know, that screws up a lot of things, I feel like. I think it's important to know your non-negotiables. Yeah. And those are, you know, those are non-negotiable. Like, that's it. Like, mm -hmm. for me, like a smoker, I'm like, I'm sorry, I just okay. can't. Yeah. I just can't. I just, I'm very sensitive to smoke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be around smoking. Uh, you know, bless you if you smoke. And you may be an amazing person. It's just like. Thank God you weren't born in the 50s, Laura. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I was born in the 70s. And, like, let me tell you, I was that's around true. a lot. I'm my a parents were smoking. Too. My mom yeah. smoked, too. And yeah. that's a non-negotiable for me. Yeah. Okay. So, so, like, unhealthy. I don't want to kiss right. an ashtray. The clothes. Right. That's so it's true. It's just all around. Absolutely. Right. Unattractive. So I, I think agree. it's good to know what those things yes. are and not budge on those things, that, but that at the same time be open. And I think this is a good thing for manifesting. Like, what are the important things? And then kind of help the universe fill in I the won't. things that maybe aren't as important. See, well, she's leading our episode topic today, which we'll get into. <laughs> and it's, it's all going to be dealing with all this, what we're talking about right now, guys. And by the way, Laura Powers on our show. Thank you for being here today. We're so Thank excited you, to have yes. you. Um, so the episode, guys, today is called The Pursuit of Happiness. Everybody seeks happiness to maintain their good state of mind. A good state of mind leads to new thoughts, which leads to new ideas, which leads to actions, and actions lead to success. How do you continuously manifest what you want in life by staying positive? 
And so we figured this would be a great show for you to handle this today, Laura, because I feel like manifestation is a huge thing in our lives. And um, I feel like I need to do it more because um, I, I do put things out there in the world and the universe, but I need to be more aware of that. You know, because I always, I'm always appreciative of things that come back to me and, and I'm just happy that happens. So I need to put more of that out there. Oh gosh, I think we all do. Mm -hmm. You know, we tend to kind of edit our dreams, you know, where we're taught whatever is kind of possible for us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this is through our family and then society as a whole, when the truth is, I think we can do almost anything, right? And um, just really getting clear on what it is that you want to experience right. and put it out there to the world that the key is that too many people then try to kind of figure out exactly how it's going to happen or control yeah, how it's going to happen right. instead of just putting it out there and kind of letting the universe take you know the best path to you but then the other part of that is doing your you have to do your part and you have to pay attention so this is i think what i'm good at is the as a psychic is uh, kind of paying attention to the science. So like okay. recently I was at the Cannes Film Festival and uh, long story short, my luggage was delayed for four days, which oh, let wow. me tell you that is the worst place to lose your luggage <laughs> when you're doing all the red carpets yeah. and the big parties and everything. So I uh, knew my luggage wasn't there yet. Uh, and my first full day there, um, just navigated intuitively, uh, met some friends for lunch, and then I decided to go try to get tickets. And their ticketing system was down, so you had to like go in the palais to like use the kiosk okay. to try. You're like, being challenged. Yes, but <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm standing at the kiosk, and it says no tickets available, and I'm like, I feel like they're. So I just refreshed a couple of times, and then one comes up, and I'm oh, like, grab great. it. Someone probably just canceled, and so I got the opening ceremony tickets. Would big deal like these on the market they're sold between like five to ten k piece okay, like okay. you're buying them yeah and and so i'm like great oh my gosh this is so exciting it's in two hours no luggage yeah no clothes no nothing yeah no dress no bag no shoes like nothing like i just have like literally my jeans and my like wedges <laughs> and so i'm just like okay universe like and i just i'm like oh reach out to the people i had lunch with um and connected with a designer and they're like, here, we literally, like, I ran to a store, bought shoes, bought a little, like, you know, clutch bag, okay. went, the first dress I tried on was perfect, and, like, in two hours, I was on the red carpet in my gorgeous dress. That but was the good news is you never stressed out, and that's the thing. I feel like, I'm, I'm and I'm, by stressing, you didn't go negative Nellie's, like, why, 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 me, and be me, like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, if, I fully believe if you have faith, mm -hmm. you know, that it will manifest for you. Mm -hmm. um, several years ago, I decided the week before the Oscars, I want to go to the Oscar parties and stuff. And so I was in Denver, you know, booked a flight. Um, one of my uh, friends and clients was like, I think I can get us one thing, but I'm not sure. So we had like a backup plan. And then sure enough, got into the Four Seasons party. And then we met a woman there. I was like, I think I can get us an after party. She did. That's the best. Um, the end of the night, I was literally getting a like serenade with Jamie Foxx. It's a long wow. story, but like <laughs> literally at the piano, baby grand, I have selfie video with Jamie Foxx, you know, so no tickets okay. to, so just, just that navigating and that faith and the belief and just, just keep going. And awareness, being awareness. aware, first yes. of all. So, and yes. this is one thing that I try to teach my kids, the same thing. So my, my daughter, I always tell her every time I go, look, I go, if you don't put yourself out there, you never know what you're going to get. And you're yeah. missing out on so much stuff. Like just, just being present and mm -hmm. taking a chance, that, that's, that's like a hundred thousand times better than just going, no, I can't. 
you know? And mm -hmm. so I try to always tell everyone, I go, you got to at least put your foot forward and just go, well, what if, what if? And that's yeah. when the best stuff happens. I don't even like that word can't. Yeah, I don't like it either. We I'm, can do yeah. whatever we want. I always do. I, always. I say that to my kids all the time. You can be and mm -hmm. we can have whatever we want in this life. Yeah, Especially no living in the time that we do and in the place that we do. Um, I think I think we that's so always access. energetically true, but like with the internet, with how we connect now with technology, like with, you know, the ability to travel literally across the world in like, you know, eight hours. Well, that's, that's here, true. You know? yep. mm -hmm. It's like, it's true. We're, it's such a magical, powerful time for us. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also guys out there listening and watching, I also believe that you don't with, with this episode topic of pursuit of happiness, always remember to tell yourself that don't let anyone ever bring you down and squash your dreams. I'm sorry. It's just like, you know, I mean, yes, if you suck at something, let you figure that out on your own. But for the most part, if someone says that you can't do it, like you said, Jamie, don't listen to them. Just give it a try anyways. Try, just do what you want to do. And it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, you got to know when to quit though. I do mm -hmm. say you'd have to know when to quit, but don't quit from even before you start. Yeah. I mean, if I listened to what everyone else said, then... Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't even be here. Well, you would Because be. I, yeah. like, even with shooting, they were like, you should just quit now. You're never going to be good, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But for me, that was, like, fuel, and it motivated me to be better. Like, yes, I can. I can do whatever I want. Like, who are you to tell me what I can and can't do? Like, right. I can be good. I may have to work a little bit harder, but I can do this. Right. And I did. It, and what's wrong with just self-achievement? What's wrong with that? You, what, what's wrong with not doing it just for yourself? Yeah. Right? I mean, if you decide on like, you know what? I want to do this and just do it. But that doesn't mean you have to be the best at it or great at it. At and, least you And I'm it. not. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. the best shooter in the world. I'm still competing right. with all the top athletes. Better am better me. <laughs> am I in the top five? Yeah. No. <laughs> but I'm having an amazing time. And, that's and I matters. love doing it. And every match I shoot, I learn something new. Love that. And this is why coming back to you now, like the, with your intro, I was like, going, you, you're always doing your best authentic self because you're going after things that you want to do and things just manifest for you because you're open to it. And that's one thing that I was, admire about you from day one. So thank you. Yeah. I think there's many different reasons to do things. It's not always to be the best, but it's also just what do you enjoy, exactly. what lights you yeah. up. Right. Mm -hmm. And also that there's so many magical opportunities that are a combination of all of the things. So undergrad for me is in theater. I did improv for years, like was an improv troupe. So, um, you know, a few years ago, I was offered to be on Will Ferrell's podcast, the Ron Burgundy podcast, which is him as the which anchor is great, man. by the way. Oh, thank yeah, you. That one was really funny and good. And I'm just bringing that as an example of like how so mm -hmm. many things came together for me in, in that opportunity. So I have an improv, you know, background. I have comedy background. This was a comedy podcast that was improvised. I mean, it's mm -hmm. unscripted. So you have to just kind of go Be on with your whatever. Toes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a podcast. I've been podcasting for 11 years. Um, I have a lot of media experience. Uh, I'm a psychic. So it was about me being a psychic. You know, so it was like mm -hmm. all these things that seem like not that connected to each other. But in that opportunity, it was like the perfect culmination for me to, to take advantage and, and like do that. So whatever, you know, whether it's ballet and accounting or, you know, whatever, like it's it seen these things that can seem like really disconnected. There's always this, some magic in the Agreed. universe where yep. it all comes together. Is there anything that you're aspiring to do that you haven't done yet? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask too. Well, gosh, no, you weren't. I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. So one of the things I'm focusing more on now is singing and songwriting. Mm, and I knew you were going to say that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're very intuitive. I had a feeling. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so crazy. I wasn't yeah. thinking that. That's what I just like <laughs> visualized and saw. 
So I think you're clairvoyant. So you saw it. So, you know, with those who have this, you can have this kind of like psychic conversation. Or I frequently am answering people un- unasked questions because, you know, I just right. get it's it on a level. Yep. Yeah. That's great. But I've been a singer since I was a kid. My parents were actually musicians when I was a kid growing up. And so I would sing backup. And I, you know, was actually on the news as a little kid when I was 10 for writing our school song. And like, I've, you know, it's always been a thing for me. But I had so much programming in uh, my family and from society about like, that's not a viable sort of option. Right. And so now I'm like giving myself permission to really just go into it. Um, so I sing here in Las Vegas regularly. Oh, that's great. Where? I, um, so like tend I'll be at Virgin Casino. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just kind of places, supper okay. clubs, casinos. I sing at events. Um, and then I would love to do more with the songwriting piece. I'm taking a music licensing course right now. So like so inspiring to me recently. Do you watch Stranger Things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, um, my kids do. It scares me though. So good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely an intense show, but it's it's so inspiring as a songwriter. So Kate Bush wrote the song "Running Up That Hill" that like thirty five years yes. ago. It's been number one. I know what it's and it's just incredible. It's such a good song, but it, it's just you know the, the power song? of no, songwriting. But if I'm you heard listen. it, you but it's like it's on. It's on back on the radio, like play, like big time. It's like big time play again. And this song's been out for how long now? I you think said? it's thirty five years. Thirty five years. And now it's like it's like. Can we listen to it when we get in the car? It's amazing. Like I, I like yeah. make. There's a Meg something that I use sings in the version of it, but it's the same. But her voice is incredible yeah. as well. But Kate Bush, I love that track and hearing it on the radio because I listen to the radio much the other day I was like wait what the hell and this is the fourth time I've heard this song on the radio and I go oh it's and it's relevant it? again and I forgot that someone told me Chris that was on straight and I go that's right that's why so yeah. yeah yeah and you know for me again it's it's all connected because I channel a lot of my music like it comes to me so um, back when I was building my psychic business I was making my living as an actress in theater mm-hmm. And uh, the director would ask me to write songs for the production. So one one day he's like, hey, Laura, can you write a song about cats for tomorrow? And I was like, okay, I had no ideas. And then it just comes, like things just kind of comes to me like in a download. And I know that it's a psychic and there's spirits and, you know, okay. sort of muse kind of energy that's bringing it to me. And so it's still using my abilities, but in a different way than, right. you know, doing a reading for somebody. Like that. Mm. So you touched upon something just now. So I feel like, I always tell you this, I think we've discussed this. People are like, well, how do you do your podcast? How do you do this? How do you do this? I said, like, everything comes to me when I get asked to do something. I'm not that person just to do it unless I feel it. And most of the time, everything that I've done, well, 100% of the stuff that I've done in my life that I that I felt like I've excelled at came to me in a dream. So when mm. I have that dream, then I wake up and go, I must be meant to do this. And then that's when I pursue it and go full on 100% tilt. So oh, I love that. it's just like getting this workshop that I was <laughs> telling you about. Like it, everybody was saying, you know, there's a knee, there's a knee. And all of a sudden I went to bed when I go, I need to do this. I need to take this and by yeah. the bull by the horn and do it. And it's going to happen in a week from now. So it's, I, and things happen quickly when I decide on doing something as well. Like I do not procrastinate. So I think that's often the case of something spirit, being spiritual aligned is when it just kind of comes together. But then we also have our own resistance mm-hmm. and it's important that we not sort of predetermine how long something will take um, because a lot of times we're so close to something yeah, right. and it'll be just around the corner. So um, I love, uh, there's a, a a book called An Actor's Life by Jenna Fisher from okay. the American yep. version of The mm-hmm. Office. And she talks a lot about this, and I think it's a great example, where she was a working actress for about 10 years, and she just wasn't where she thought she should be. Like, she was working, she had an agent and manager, but 
she just thought she would be farther along. And then she literally decided she was going to quit. She told her agent and her manager, I'm just, I'm done. And they both thankfully were like, no, we're not going to let you do this. Like you need to keep going. And it was right after that, that she got the office, which was a big changing, you know, yeah, exactly. So how do you, so how do you, um, how do you know when the time, when your time's up though, how do you, you pursue something, which I said a little bit ago that you, you know, follow it, but then there's a time where you just have to know it's time to quit. How do you physically, mentally, spiritually know that time? Like her manager said this, that, hey, keep going. She trusted them enough to continue to go. But when does your body tell you and your mind tell you, I just got to, I think it's time for me to stop? I think that's a tricky one. Like Um, give up the dream. Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say don't ever give up the dream. Maybe (laughs) it's just modifying it a little bit in a different way or approaching it in a different way. I really feel that, you know, we can have our dreams um aside from like maybe it's a specific person i'm like you know you want to marry a certain person or something like that's a separate whatever (laughs) you know that's not what i'm talking about but just like a path for yourself i just think never give up just focus on you know what is it that i i need to change in myself or or work on to bring it in um and also when you have those messages think of like where is this coming from is this coming from like, I don't want that anymore. If you don't want something anymore, that's a different thing. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. that can happen where you're like, my passions have changed. Okay. I just don't okay. desire that, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. outcome anymore. But if it's like you still want it, then I think it's important to look at your programming, to do things to change your energy, maybe try a different approach or strategy, right. but not to give up okay. if it's important to you. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's a very good point. I guess it depends mm-hmm. on the day and mood. Yeah, I Some guess that's true Some days it's too. important to me, and then other days I'm like, eh, okay. not today. Okay, yeah, I guess that's right. <laughs> and maybe I was just thinking that there's sometimes another side to it. Like maybe you weren't meant to be in, like, for instance, in front of the camera. Maybe you're meant behind the camera, which you're still getting the same aspect of the world, but you're using your talents in a better way or a different way, I guess, you know? And just navigating intuitively because sometimes there's a, a different way into it than you might think Correct. or something. Yeah. And so, so, you know, we tend to approach things from a very logical, analytical perspective, but sometimes that's actually not the fastest route to okay. Okay. <laughs> what we want to bring in. <laughs> okay. You mean just take the leap of faith is what you're saying? Take the leap of faith, but also follow that intuition, follow the nudges. So I've so many times in my uh, history where I wanted to do something uh, and then the way that it came about was not at all the oh. way that you quote unquote get that to happen. So even, so I've had a lot of success with media and Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of people find out about me. And that was something um, that became clear to me very early on. So when I very first started my business and it was still during the recession and I just knew that I needed to get out there. And so I asked the angels to help me and I got this message to do readings at a local coffee shop. I did not want to do that. I'll be honest. Like my master's degrees in political science. Like, you know, this was like this kind of coming out of the psychic closet for me. It was like hard to put myself out there in a public situation at that point. But I, the message was so strong. So I finally was like, okay, guides, I'll like put the, I'll do that. And I printed off a flyer in my home computers, like not designed at all. We didn't have Canva or I didn't have it anyway (laughs) back then. And just put it in the flyer of the coffee or the window in the, of the coffee shop. And that same day, the managing editor of the local newspaper called and asked if he could write a story about me. That's so great. the very first time I was going to do readings at the local coffee shop, um, he 
interviewed me. I gave him a reading. He watched me do a reading. And then two days later, it was in the regional newspaper. Wow. And the doing the readings in the coffee shop had nothing to do with actually doing the readings in the coffee shop and had everything to do with being in the newspaper. It's taking the chance. Wow. You know, I right? feel like, yeah. And I literally only did that for a few times, okay. those readings. And then it was like, that was, that's what it was for. Right. But you could have, you went, you could have gone that 50, 50 <clears throat> route. Like you said, you're like, do I really want to do this? And you stuck with it and did it though. And it brought about so many mm -hmm. wonderful things for me. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, sometimes we get these intuitive nudges and it's sometimes we're like, I don't want to do that. But the truth is it was not bad. Like okay. in my mind, I was like, people are going to judge me or I'll feel weird or, like, right. <laughs> yeah. you know, cause this is, I was brand new poli sci brain, like okay. government worker, <laughs> former government worker. Uh, so it just took a lot for me to, um, you know, just kind of move through that resistance and fear that was right. coming up for me about but that. But then all so many good things. And things. from that, I got lots of other media you know, television and, you know, so many opportunities. That's literally how so many people find about me through my business. I love that. How do you fight the, um, how do you fight the fear? How do you tell someone out there, Hey, you know, like you said, um, because we're always fighting ourselves saying, you know, you want to do something, but they're just afraid to do it, you know, cause it's, it's the fear that keeps people, a lot of people from doing something where they always say that the fear should propel you to actually, you know, want to get out there and do something. So, um, but I feel like it discourages a lot of people, you know, and they have these um, thoughts or ideas. Yeah, so a couple of things I'd say to that. One is that your brain, in a lot of ways, doesn't know the difference between excitement and fear. They actually biologically are very similar physiologically. Right. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> if you can just coaster. kind of reprogram Ooh, yourself feeling. to be That's like, true. oh, this is excitement. I'm yeah. just excited about this. Mm. Um, there's a phrase, a sort of mantra that I heard when I was getting some psychic training that was actually very effective, which is, when you get nervous, focus on service. Okay. So just shift back into like, what am I trying to do here? Like, okay. That's and a, great, a lot of times it takes it out of that ego mind and back to like, oh yeah, I'm trying to be, do a reading for someone or right. I'm trying to, you know, whatever it is that at oh, that I like time that. Like was, service, you know, causing me. You know, yeah. 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 It just, it's, it's like re refocusing your brain onto like what you're wanting it to okay. focus on instead of like <laughs> yeah. whatever is popping up. And then the breath is so huge. Like, you know, when we're afraid or nervous, we unconsciously hold our breath. And it's amazing <laughs> how when we just naturally breathe and just just really focus on that breath, you know, breathe deeply in and deeply out. And it just a lot of that stress just okay. goes away. Right. The only thing I can relate to that is going on a roller coaster about two weeks ago. And I did you hold your breath? I always do. But here's the thing. We went on it twice because after once again, the fear and the excitement, I was like, you know, you people brace yourself. And they scream though, but I never realized why people screamed on a roller coaster. So for the first time in my life, I lived the second time around. This was my little eight-year-old, my four-year-old. Like, why am I freaking? I'm a grown-ass man. Why am I screaming? Right. So, so I'm, I'm going down the second time, and I go, I'm going to try and scream the first time. And when I screamed, it let out all of this. I felt so comfortable, and I was oh. like, but every time I hold my breath, it's like I feel my heart going to my throat, and I feel all jammed up, and I'm like, like this. But the second time, I was like. Oh, this is why people like kind of just let the air out. And oh, just I love that for you. Yeah, and I, it was the most exhilarating thing I've ever been <laughs> on my entire life. I just so, want to know: was your scream like a ah! no, or was it like a ah? Oh! It's called my eyes being closed. Going, ah! And then all of a sudden, I think I screamed too early. And I told my little girl, oh, my, my daughter, I go, I think I screamed too early, and I lost my breath. And all of a sudden, I was like, ah! <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got all choked up. Oh. Yeah, it was a mess. That was a total mess. All right, is there anything else you want to ask Laura yeah, today? Yeah, I want to ask her a bunch <laughs> of stuff. Um, what about when you're like in a, a, a psychic situation or like doing a reading, but you see something that may be a little negative? Do you hold back or do you let them know? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, that's a really good question. So <clears throat> I think so much of this has to do with uh, 
what is the purpose of the reading from mm, okay. their perspective? Like, why are they coming to me? And then sometimes I'll get things that are for me to know as a psychic and sometimes they're for me to share. So I always check in, like, is this for me to just know, to understand the situation right. and, and how I'm communicating? Or is this that they, it would be beneficial for them to know that. Okay. So that's a really important, you know, thing to check. That's yeah. actually um, really good. You're like the middleman. You're taking it because you have to learn the information on what that side is before you share it anyway. So I, I see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like, okay, this is just for me to know with how I communicate whatever it is that I am communicating. Okay. Um, and, you know, what is, why is this person coming to me? You know, I think that's the difference, honestly, between like someone who has psychic ability and someone who's a really good professional psychic is their ability to navigate that part. And, and sort of the message. And their sort of bedside manner, so right. to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, can you be kind and still honest and heartfelt and share whatever is important for that person to know? Okay. Not from your perspective, but truly for them. Because sometimes we can think, oh, that's, you know, that's the right thing or that's, the, but it's like we have our own sort of ideas. But for example, sometimes someone is really going through something for purpose of the spiritual growth and development, and that's not ours to judge or decide. Okay. Right. Yeah. What so is. they need to kind of go through that. And then sometimes, yeah. Yeah. So they're, mm -hmm. yeah, you just don't step in. Um, it's just about trying looking at it from this kind of divine, bigger perspective versus just the sort of human perspective. Um, so a lot of people, for example, will incarnate. There's a book I'd recommend if you want to learn more about this. It's called Your Soul's Plan, and it's by a guy named Rob Schwartz. He's been on my podcast as well. And it's about the soul plan that we make for a life before we're born. Yeah. So why would someone choose to get cancer or be in an abusive relationship or, you know, come in and, you know, they feel like they're the wrong gender, you know, there's right. so many things that we're like, God, that seems. I wholeheartedly believe in all that for me. Yeah. I always, I tell everyone, I go, you know what? I go, your soul is your soul. I go, it's something yeah. that it just is given to you and you you have a past that it's like, you don't know where that path's led, but you can, I sometimes can see it from body language on people on once again, on how a person is, because it's like, you're carrying something that's like, you know, could, was given probably to someone else and recycled whatever it is, which is fine and dandy, but there's so many generational things going on and you might get a piece of it or whatever like that. And so I yeah. always think that my, for instance, I'm not going to say on air, but I feel like my, uh, my 14 year old has that for sure. Like there's some things where I, I can see this past in her going, man, you've had some serious like shit in your past soul life. You know? Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That past life trauma stuff. Yeah. So for anyone who has intuitive or psychic abilities, um, <clears throat> there's a lot of what we call the witch wound, which is, okay where we have a hard time getting visible because we've been burned or, you know, hung as a witch or whatever right, yeah. <laughs> in, in a time when not, not so that we were a witch, but like society accused us of being a witch for being intuitive or mm -hmm. being a healer, or, you know, yeah. mm. uh, or just simply being an empowered woman. Maybe yeah. I was and, hung. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just very important to acknowledge burn. that where unconsciously <laughs> I, I did many, many, you know, strong women, this is the case. Um, just acknowledge that it can keep you from really stepping into your power okay. and your path because it's this like this unconscious trauma oh, that's back there. Yeah. Mm. Well, mine's easier than that, girls. My past <laughs> life, I tell you exactly what I tell you when this is like, oh, you know, in my past life, I think I was royalty. I know for a fact that I was royalty somewhere Chris. in my past. I'm serious. Like, as I just I'm, like, I'm not saying like, like yeah. I had a really good, like happy, let's it projects for me. You know, I had, I was royalty. I'm getting a visual of coming to America. <laughs> well, I, I immediately started talking. I saw Egypt. 
Oh, really? for me, thank you. I'm See, seeing I'm, him in the bath with all these women around <laughs> him. I'll like take, I will him. take that as well. I will take that a thousand <laughs> times over. But I always felt that way. I go, you know, I yeah. feel like in my past life, I was some sense of royalty and I, I love life and I was doing good for others. It wasn't like a horde. I was like, I wanted to do good, you know, and that's the way I feel like in my life right now. So I highly believe that. Laura, I have a question for you. Yes. Did you feel anything when you came in the room with me? Um, I just, I immediately liked you and your energy and, uh, you're obviously a beautiful woman. Um, but also you have a beautiful energy, much mm -hmm. like, you know, Christopher saying that it's, it's not just the physical right. aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel you're very powerful. Like that came forward right away. Um, but also that I, I do see that you have a really good heart. Yeah. Aww. And you do. And there's something about her. And thank you for saying that. Cause I agree with that as well. There's something about her where I still get, um, uh, I'm not so much anymore, but there's moments where I was like, dang, she, she really is for me. You know, like she always said, Chris, she goes, I'm here with you and I want, I want you to win. Mm. And you always said, and I appreciate that so much. And I'm like, and I'm like, what does that mean? But then you've proven it time and time again, that she is my advocate and mm. I love her to death mm. for that, you know, cause it takes a moment for sometimes to really, cause like I said, you're, you do have a little bit of a shell every now and then. And so, but when you yeah. say that, it's like, well, I do believe, do I believe that? Cause I know that she does a little bit, but it took a while for me to finally go she has my back because she's proven 100%. it time and time and again, you know, and that's yeah. one thing that I appreciate. And I love you for that. So. I feel like most people in my circle, like I want to see them. Win. Yeah. Yeah. That's the healthy way to be right. Yes. And if you have people that are telling you something is impossible, like that came before, mm -hmm. I'm like, you're probably in the wrong circle. Like right. just get some new friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then if someone has a goal, I'm like, Ooh, how are we going to create this? Yeah. Let's yeah. go. She's I love that. Big fan Team of all player. that stuff. Yeah. But you wouldn't, I mean, on the outer part, like we, like we say, people judge from the outer side of what they see on the outside, but because they don't take time to learn what's on the inside. Mm. And that's one thing that I, like we said, like yeah. with you or whomever, I mean, I've had people come to me and say the same thing. They go, are you, are you really like this? And I go, what? Like being genuine? I go, yeah, I'm like this all the time. I go, what you see is what you get. I never yeah. sway from who I am. Um, a friend of mine asked me on 4th of July, she was like, so you're, you would never, if you, if someone thought something bad of you, would you care? And I go, no, not really. Cause then they're not really my friend and I don't give a shit. You know, it's Absolutely. like, she, and she kept asking, she goes, so what I'm asking you, she goes, if this, if you did something, let's say this in person, da, 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 she goes, you, and if someone judged you for that reason, like she, she goes, you don't, you wouldn't care. I go, first of all, I know that they wouldn't think that of me. And this is why I'm very honest and open all the time. Mm -hmm. I feel like anything I say, if they take it the wrong way, that's on them. It's not on me. Yeah. So. I think that's a really good way to handle it. And just thinking about, um, you know, is that the kind of energy you want in your life? Right. No. Whether someone's insulting or just <clears throat> even how they're treating other people or the handling things in general. Yeah. And just the, the analogy the guides gave me, which I love, is that our minds, our lives, and our energy fields are very much like a Netflix queue. Okay. Like we are cultivating what comes to us mm -hmm. through our choices. And that includes the types of people that we interact with, opportunities. Yeah. So it's like if you don't like what's in your queue, you know, just change your choices. <laughs> But that's in life. True. But we that's also true. know that's easier said than done because we've seen a lot of people down where you're like, you can see that they want to change, but they feel like they're in this, this cycle and they can't get out of it. So what do you tell them? Well, I think it's a, about being consistent. And okay. even once you've made a choice, think about the algorithm of like Netflix, for example. Yeah, okay. Like, let's say you've been watching a lot of horror. By the way, I like, I can like, I like Stranger Things, you know, but just as an example. Um, and you're like, I'm suddenly I want to watch light, more lighthearted stuff. I want to watch romantic comedies or just comedies as a whole. It's going to take a while for that horror stuff to get out of your queue, yeah, right? Right. It's still in there for a while. That's so you true. have to keep 
refocusing and, and affirming through the universe what it is that you want to bring in. You might also get tested a little bit of like, are you sure? Here's mm -hmm. this great thing that you're, you know, seems great on the surface or whatever, uh, but you're wanting to release it. Like, so for example, um, when I, I got the message to stop drinking and it was a, a clear message for me, I used to be a heavy drinker, by the way. And I remember when I decided to stop drinking and I literally started to get offers to get paid to drink. Like, uh, so I was living in LA and they would like cast you, you know, okay. so you'd go get paid several hundred dollars to go like get bottle service at a bar. Cause they want certain people, you know, they're trying to, to suck you back in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And wow. it was like, here, you'll get paid to have this great. And I was like, nope. Like I, in some case I would go and I'd just get paid. I would just drink the mixers or whatever. But it was just like a fascinating thing how sometimes the things you're trying to release will almost kind of woo you. Yeah. At the end right. as well. So what, to get you discipline. to question. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's like a test all the time. The <laughs> We're being tested all the time, people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just test it on a, do we really want that? Are we really okay. sure that we're ready to make that change? Okay. Man. Yeah, I like this. I'm gonna walk around here all day. <laughs> you like my psychic pal all day long. Here's my clairvoyance right here. All right, anything else you want to ask? Um, no, I, I I love everything that you've yeah, like brought um, to the yeah, table. Totally. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, then we are going to jump into the question today, Laura. You can oh, see. Great. Let's, let's test the other side <laughs> over there. It. All, right. all right. Here we go. Um, Let's see. Hi, Krista and Jamie. Can't get enough of the podcast. I live in Hawaii and I watch you guys on YouTube every Tuesday morning when you release your new episode mm. with my morning coffee. Christopher, you make me laugh so hard every time. And Jamie, love you. And your outfits are always great. So here's my question. 40-something female, CEO of a marketing firm, just coming out of an eight-year marriage. Finally starting to date again, but I think I might like women. I want to explore all... You saw that curveball? Yeah. I want to explore all of my dating options on both sides of the fence, but how do I go about looking for my match? Wow. Um, first of all, I think we're in a time where we're really being asked to just be our authentic self mm -hmm. and be true mm -hmm. to who we are. And it's, it's grateful to be in the United States where that's a lot easier to make these kinds of choices than some places where it's not, but follow your heart and just be vulnerable and authentic. Um, and just for anyone with anything, I would say, ask the angels to help you. Right. And Raphael is the angel that's really great for love. Okay. So just ask Raphael to help connect. Hey, Raphael. <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> what do you think, honey? Um, you know what I was just thinking? Like, before I went to Hawaii, I had rainbows on my nails, and I got hit on by so many girls. <laughs> I was oh, in yoga, yeah. and I was like... I asked my kids, I'm like, you guys, and they're like, mom, you have freaking rainbows on your nails. So maybe like, bring a rainbow. <laughs> oh, no, good one. Just being yeah. silly. But really, um, maybe find, like, seek out some groups, like okay. different groups um, that that are, like, open to that and just putting yourself in, in those environments because, um, yeah, just being open to the possibility. Okay. Well, you actually just answered um, something I was going to ask her. <clears throat> it's just, like, on the possibility of the fact that I was going to say, where is this? You must be around a lot of women in order to start feeling this way. And these women, I was, mm -hmm. my question is, I wonder if, are they, are they, you know, are, are they gay or are they whatever? But if you're feeling this vibe and you're hanging around a certain group of people, you just kind of answer that. So there are a lot of women on the island for you to choose from. So just take your time and go out and look for them and just basically just be your authentic self, like Laura said and Jamie's saying over here, or just, um, but, and also be open to that. Because if I know if you're kind of wondering if you might be or might want to go out with a woman, you're kind of on that fence right now, right? Which means that she's blocking herself from just finding that person, I think. So, no, yeah. I think I do know. You know? Uh, yeah, I know. 
Yeah. <laughs> She's blocking herself, which we all do Wait, sometimes. Wait, so how is she blocking herself? Because right here it says that she was finally starting to dating, but I think I might like women. And so she goes, how do I, how oh, do I, um, yeah, how do I want to score does. my dating on both sides if of the fence? If she thinks, then I think which she does. It's new for so her. So she just needs to be like open to the possibilities. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, putting yourself out there. And right. if it works, great. If not, then. And maybe direct. just taking the leap and asking someone out, you know, yeah. because the other person might That's be. That's kind it's, of exciting. Yeah. I feel like she needs to ask. Why does she need to wait? I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think just being playful too. Right. I think mm. we tend to get in this very kind of like serious. I love flirting. Well, I don't yeah, like the just, serious. Yeah. Just be lighthearted, especially with love. I think mm. that's especially yeah. important. Uh, 100%. <laughs> oh, that's hard though. That's hard because. Wait, being I, playful? Sometimes, like I'm so flirty and playful. Okay. But I feel like sometimes oh. it gives the wrong message. Yeah, some people take the wrong but way. Then, well, in the right context. Okay, but yes. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then on the flip side, sometimes I do treat my relate potential relationships like a business. Yes, okay. which is a very masculine thing to do. Where we're, a lot of women are kind of operating on the masculine side of their personality because that's what we've been taught to do. Right. Which I've tried to be more um, intentional with my feminine energy okay. and so like you're saying letting that a man you... take charge because I do tend to be a little more alpha. Okay. But you're saying when you really like someone, you do that. You're saying, is that what you just said? Is that what you just said? When she really likes some, like if that's someone you're pursuing and that you get a little bit more business. Yes. Yeah, if, that's if, what, yeah. Yes. Okay. Then I, I right. treat it like a business okay. versus um, being like open and just okay. kind of going with the flow. Cause then I, I start saying, okay, well, what are your non-negotiables? And Got I start it. asking the hard questions right off the get. Hmm. Yeah, I I think that's very common, especially for successful women, yeah. where they they kind of try to manage it like a business mm -hmm. instead of like right. that's not instead a very conducive to love. Yeah, so I feel like being here's my business card. Yeah, exactly. Here's my time card. So I'm, I'm checking in right now, Jamie. So yeah, being able to tap into that feminine energy and then um, just being open right. to going with the flow. Yeah, that's that's all right. Key. Laura, same for you. How's your dating life, by the way? We didn't yeah. even tap into this thing. Yeah, so I just got out of a, a fairly long-term relationship, and so I'm fairly new okay. back back in the scene. We're, wait, um, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but you're not yeah. talking about the marriage during COVID. Is that the long term you're talking about? Because you had mentioned no, you were married during... No, I was, I was, not during COVID. I was sorry. married during the recession. Like okay, the other, sorry, like, the recession, right. The sorry, other, earlier thinking, one, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, no, that was with my ex-husband. I, I wasn't married in this last go-round. Okay. Um, How yeah, long was it? Three years. Three okay. Years. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm fairly new and All just right. kind of reacclimate. I think anytime you get out of a long relationship, it's good to kind of take a little time and kind of like figure out where you are. So did that, and I'm just kind of starting to get back out okay. there. What you got telling you, Laura? Um, <laughs> you know, I just think that actually what I was just saying to you is one of the things I've been really guided. Like, I need to get back in my feminine because... Um, by the way, I have a lot of past lives as a man. Like okay. I look very feminine, mm -hmm. but I'm very familiar with navigating as a man <laughs> in terms of like energy. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, okay, I need to like learn more how to receive and be in the receptive yes. place and be pursued versus Ooh. like me, you know, okay. like going, going to get some business done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we take charge. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, um, when are you free? When am I going to see you? Instead of just being like, you know what? Just be open to like accepting and let yes. them be the man. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Yeah. So that's definitely something I've been like consciously like that's 
it's a guided thing. And in my whole life, I've been guided to be more in feminine energy. And it's funny because so I hard. think even the psychic piece is a part of that. It's mm -hmm. the intuitive receiving okay. piece versus the sort of action driving thing, which is the very masculine type of energy. So I think from a spiritual perspective, we're all trying to get some that kind of balance right. in well, ourselves. It's, it's, and so, I understand that because it's like, especially once again with the world the way it is, it's so competitive. And now it's like, you know, there's so much change going on. And there's, right. it's like what we always say on the on this um, show, it's that, you know, what, like for me being a guy, like you, like with the Me Too movie, you know, you want, you want a strong woman, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, well, the woman has to let sometimes let the guy kind of, you know, take, take the lead. And, and with chivalry and stuff like that, I did this episode on chivalry once before and I go, I find that chivalry's dead. Not my heart, but I feel like it's, um, you know, because women want, like, I remember opening this door for this woman. She goes, I could have gotten that by myself. And mm -hmm. I said, you know what? I would still open it for you, though. Like yeah. that, because I'm not going to change who I am. that's the kind thing to do. You know, right, yeah. right. So it's not, I'm not going to change who I am just because you feel, I'm, I'm yeah. glad you feel that way. And I appreciate that, but I'm not going to change who I am. So it's almost like you do it for yourself. Well, I, it's instilled in me though. Yeah. I, no, I do it for my mom. Well, <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah. My mom would <laughs> kill me. You know what but, I mean. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. So of course, of course. Right, yeah. mom? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. All right. So Laura, thank you so much for yeah, coming on the show. You, You're Laura. amazing. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll definitely got to have you on again. Because there's so many more avenues to go with this with you. Oh my gosh. There's so much, especially in the psychic sort of but yeah. uh, there's other stuff too i'm happy to you guys are fabulous okay yeah, we should bring on a guest and have her like yeah would you be open to doing a, a reading yeah. a live reading i'm happy to do the yeah, on-air reading i can do whatever you know looking at relationship dynamics or or like a channeling of like what's going on from a spiritual okay. level for that person in love um that's one of the things i do for, for clients and the other thing you can do is like look at past life dynamics like let's okay. say there's someone maybe you have a really hard time that you just can't let them go um, or an ex that you always think like about cutting ties. Yeah. Cutting ties, but also looking at like, what are the past life patterns? Okay. Cause I guarantee if you've had someone like that in your life, you've m almost certainly had past lives with that person. Oh. So looking at oh. the past lives can really inform you about the current situation. Like why is this so intense or why are these right. dynamics there? It's so really that's, that's my, that's my, um, current girlfriend of five years. We dated for five months. I broke with her. We've been, we were, remember, Jamie, my Jamie. I know. So 17 years. And then, but like, and I tell you in the story, I go for the, like, during my course of my marriage, not in a bad way, but every now and then I would go, did I choose the right one? And every girlfriend that I've, like every ex-girlfriend, I never think about in that way ever. But yeah. for some reason, this one woman, I was like, did I choose the right woman? My, my ex is amazing, by the way. Don't get me wrong. She's an amazing woman mm -hmm. as well. I've got two yeah. beautiful dolls from her, but for some, this one, I could not let go. Yeah. And now we're together. And when, and we got together, like probably like for some weird way, I just said happy birthday to her four months after, um, um, when I was um, separated. separated and for some reason she was in the right space at the right time. And I wasn't, and it just worked. And we've five years going on five years. And I That's love you guys together. And I, will, and I always tell you, I will never let you go because she's like my heart, like everything Aww. about her is just everything yeah. that just drives me to be who I am today. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. So <laughs> that's interesting. I, I like that. So, all right, well guys, we can keep this one all day because there's so much more to do. <laughs> so good. Yeah. All right. So we haven't even tackled beyond the grave yet with her. No, I'm kidding. So oh, geez. <laughs> I'm all right, guys. So that's another episode. Laura, um, before you go, anything you would like to plug right now yes. that's going on right now with you? Gosh, um, so I have a lot of things. I have several books on Amazon. Um, if you are interested in media specifically, I'm, uh, I'm just getting to say I'm, I'm about to do a class on Great. You know, how to how to book media. Great. Because um, it's such a door opener. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out if you're interested in a session or, or want to connect. Uh, bookings at laurapowers.net is my email and I'm on Instagram at laurapowers44. Laurapowers44. And Jamie, what do you have going on today? Oh, um, <laughs> what do I have going on? <laughs> 
are you laughing at me? You crack me up. <laughs> um, shout out to Imperium Roots. Thank you guys so much for the CBD. Make sure you guys check them out. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for my lobstering trip. Oh, that's so much fun. Yeah. All right, guys. And you can check me out at anything for all of us, anything at Dating Intelligence and mm -hmm. on all social media stuff. And for my personal at Fetch Sport. And this has been another great episode. Chase, uh, sorry, Chase. Travis behind the behind the helm back there. Help us out there. I know. Forgive me. Blasphemy. Sorry, <laughs> Travis. And I've been giving her props all day. You know, yeah. it's like just a slip because usually the other one's in at this time of the day. <clears throat> all right. So this is another great episode today. And thank you once again. We'll see you soon.